Dumps Ellis, keeping the dribble alive, going bank. Fink on the roll, able to break contain. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching and scoring. Welcome, everybody, to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. If you are looking for the Big View Sports Podcast, well, you came to the right place. We rebranded for the 2021 season. We are here. I am your host, the Fantasy Giant himself, Big Joe. With me, as always, my partner in crime, Greg. How are you doing today, bud? I am doing wonderful. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Let's get this fantasy season started. It is draft week, which, if you're like us, it's Christmas. Christmas doesn't mean much to me anymore as it, as draft day does. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, we're recording on a Wednesday. The basement has been all set up since about Sunday afternoon. I'm ready. I'm ready. Really looking forward to the draft. And the tree is lit. Yes, for sure. Tree's lit. Presents are presents will be soon delivered and we'll have a good time. Uh, so visit thefantasygiant.com. That's going to be your home for all three of our leagues, the Legacy League, the Coast to Coast Dynasty, and the Chopping Block. A couple spots still left in the Chopping Block. We're going to fill it. So, G-Funk, you're getting that invite. You're going to sign I'm up. I'm in. All right. We're going to get 18. It's, it's going to happen. We're there. All right. Again, as we said, the draft is this Saturday. It's going to be inside in the man cave. Um, all 12 teams will be represented. Lynette cannot make it, but we have Dylan stepping in. Uh, so he'll be able to help us out. We come on over anytime after three. We'll eat at four o'clock and then we'll get started with the draft uh, and then stick around afterwards. Let's have a few drinks. I'm sending the kid to the in-laws house. It's going to be the first time for a lot of us to be in person with one another. Jeff's making the trip from Traverse City. I don't need any more excuses to get drunk. I don't know about you. Um, I'm just going to try and not lose another ball in golden tea again. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, also this year, I'm asking if possible, I want the money digitally on Venmo. Uh, I, I'm trying to come to this 21st century or 22nd century that we're in. And that way I can easily send out the money every week, 50 bucks, high points, boom, right there. So we have it. Uh, so if you want to do Venmo, I appreciate that. But let's get started with our quick three like we always do. First one, there were only two quarterbacks who had less than 200 rushing yards last season that finished as top 10 quarterbacks. Tom Brady, who had about five rushing yards last year, and Aaron Rodgers, but neither a dual threat. They, they get their opportunities, but it just goes to show you that the dual threat QBs are the cheat code when it comes to fantasy football nowadays. Yeah, it's tough to be just a pocket passer anymore and still be obviously a top 10 quarterback. You know, just too many rushing yards, too many rushing touchdowns. You're just you're, you're giving up too much if you go for pocket passers. I mean, the, the young Justin Herberts are few and far between. You know, and, even, it, and even he rushes because he was a top 10 quarterback and he had even the guys you might not think run. A lot of them will be able to get it done. But obviously you have your Kyler Murray's and Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. We probably know, that, This question might be biased against old quarterbacks. I mean, Rodgers used to run a little bit more. Yeah, he was just there at 197. That's almost 200. He was just underneath. All right. Tweet number two. Another quarterback-related question. Three of the top four all-time fantasy football performances at the QB position were in the last three years. 
Last year in 2020, Josh Allen, the fourth greatest all-time performance for the quarterback. In 2019, we had Lamar Jackson was the second all-time. And back in 2018, I think you had that quarterback on your team. I did. Patrick Mahomes, the number one all-time fantasy season for a quarterback. And I guess all that really goes to show is it's a passing league. That's right. And I got him for two bucks that year. What is You did. I think it was three because I bid you up one and then you, you went up on me and that was it. But uh, yeah, it was right. an absolute steal. You had him before anybody did. And uh, you probably could have held on to him a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe one more year. But quarterbacks don't go for that much in our league anyway. So Maybe they should go for more. We'll see this year. Yeah, maybe we add a super flex in the future and then they really go for more. All right. And the tweet number three, the 2020 Jacksonville Jaguars. They finished 30th in total points, 28th in total yards, 32nd in rush attempts, 28th in rushing yards, and 31st in rushing touchdowns. Remember, there's only 32 teams in the NFL. So they were bad. They were never last, though. They were never last. Well, rush attempts, 32, (laughs) but real bad. Sorry. And even with all that, James Robinson finished as the RB4. Bad offenses can still produce fantasy running backs. Now, most teams don't have a workhorse like James Robinson was last year, but, you know, a team that's not going to score a lot of points, usually you're scared off from the running back, and you want the running backs on the teams that are going to put up a ton of points. Yeah, you want those quarterbacks around the bad teams, garbage time points. like Exactly. Always playing catch-up. Yeah. That'll be Trevor Lawrence this year when he's throwing the whole second half. I don't know. James Robinson's got a second act coming here, so we'll see. Yeah, that's a good news for the buzzsaw. I think he gets to keep him for a dollar. <laughs> I thought for sure he'd throw him back, but not after uh, ETN. Not now. Day. Not now. All right, so let's jump right into the Legacy League. Again, the draft is this Saturday, August 28th. Come on over. We'll get started. Food at four, and then we'll draft. Uh, it's back to normal. Thank goodness. Uh, last year with the COVID, we were way earlier in the summer. This year is the weekend we've done it. Gosh, 18 of the last 20 years or something crazy like that. This is year number 23, by the way. The wow. Jordan year for our league. 23 years. Yeah. A uh, couple changes. We are putting the seventh team in the playoffs. The NFL does it. So will we. Oh, unfortunately for myself, we should have done this last year and I would have snuck in the playoffs. I would have knocked out Ben. I would have beat Kyle, but that's okay. Uh, We'll get them this year, but seven teams in the playoffs. That means five teams will miss. Uh, The payouts are going to work 50 bucks a week for high points. And then the championship game will have a $500 prize pool plus the taxes and the winners can decide however they want to split it first and second. I think we're all close enough now that we can decide on a split between the two teams and if I ever have to step in, I will, but I'm not too concerned about that. No, uh, this is exciting. There is no more rivalry week. We will now go back to three divisions of four. Ooh. There, there is bye weeks in week 14 of the NFL season. So there's no way we can start playoffs while there's still bye weeks. That just one would suck for the team who made the playoffs. Two would be a disadvantage because that team would have, had all their players playing for the regular season. That's probably why they're in the playoffs. We'll play 14 regular season games, three, three divisions, and the divisions will be determined by a draft after our auction. So there's two drafts. There's an auction and a draft. Yeah. It's so exciting. 
Oh, it is like Christmas. So we got Kyle, first place last year, Dave, the runner-up, and Steve, after back-to-back third-place seasons. Uh, They'll be able to decide their draft. We'll just go right in order, no snake. Kyle, Dave, Steve, Kyle, Dave, Steve, Kyle, Dave, Steve, and boom. There's our divisions, then I'll build the schedules, and we'll go from there. All right, now let's talk about the fun, the fun, the fun, the draft. First rule in place, we'll call it the Malkowitz rule. There are no draft limitations. If you want to leave the draft without a full 13-player roster, by all means, leave the draft without 13 players. Uh, You'll not be forced to take a defense. I mean, which we never did before. I think you've known to do that. Um, You won't be forced to take any certain positions. You won't be forced to take anybody. If you want to walk in, take your two keepers, walk out with just those two, you're going to suck, but good luck to you. Hey, it's whatever you decide. If you want to blow your wad early, a couple big names, you can do it. I want to see somebody walk in, throw 300 bucks on the table and say, I want Christian McCaffrey and walk out. Man, That's it. That would be a terrible strategy, but I would love it. That would be the best strategy. As Greg said, walk in with 300. Your $100 entry gets you $300 total salary for the year. That includes the draft auction as well as waivers. So if you only end up spending $187 during the auction, that means when we start waivers, you will have $113. So when someone goes down, had we had the draft already, and ETN went down, then James Robinson, boom, you'd have a little advantage there. Whereas on the flip side, you have extra money to spend. Years past, we've only had $250 was the max, and now we upped it to $300. But we will do just like we did in the past. Every dollar spent over 200 will cost you two American dollars for one salary dollar. So if you go in there and you spend all 300 bucks, you owe us $300 and that extra 200 is going into the prize pool. If you walk in and you spend 214, you're going to owe 128 and that 28 goes into the prize pool. So if I spend all $300, how much do I get in waivers? Zero. Oh. But you'll, you'll still be able to pick up players for zero like we have in the past. Okay. But you're probably not going to get too many good players for that. And you will no longer be able to keep a player that you do not spend money at. So you must hmm. pay at least $1 to be able to keep that player. Now where this will get tricky, Sunday morning rolls around. Saquon Barkley is hurt. He's not playing and you decide to quickly pick up Devontae Booker off a free agency. Obviously, you'd pick him up for zero. So let's say he has a great game, a great season. You want to keep him next year. Sorry, no can do. You did not spend the money on him. So it's not going to be be able to keep someone that you raced to the waivers to get. These will be guys you put bids on the day before. So Wednesday going into Thursday, uh, that sort of thing. Is the rule still in place where... For keepers, you can only keep them if they've only been on your team that year. Yes, no trades. You have to own that player for the entirety of his season, whether it was you picked him up week three, dropped him, picked him back up week five, and that was it, or you drafted him and held on to him all year. Okay. Or like some teams do, and you pick him up week 14 and just hold on to him for a buck like we have this year. Ryan Morbido's got $2 players in – A.J. Dillon and Mm -hmm. Damian Williams, 
two. Man, I love those dollar players. They're great. Yeah, and those are two solid running backs that he might not start right away, but David Montgomery goes down. Damian Williams is a huge value. And good depth for a dollar a piece. All right, so let's talk a couple strategies for the draft. The first one, what you kind of mentioned earlier, I'll call it the go for broke. You grab the top tier players and you spend all your money. You walk in 300 bucks. Let's see you leave with, I don't know, eight guys, a starting roster, Christian McCaffrey for a hundred, Dalvin Cook for a hundred, 60 bucks on Devonta Adams, a couple $5 players. Boom. You leave, your team is stacked, which is great. You have a very stacked top side. Until somebody gets hurt. Yes. <laughs> Until someone gets hurt and you have very little waiver flexibility, you won't be able to pick up the backup. And next year, are you really going to want to keep Dalvin cook or Christian McCaffrey for that hundred plus dollars? Or are you going to want a dollar player like you have or Deontay Johnson for nine bucks or the DK Metcalf for seven, like Corpy does old strategy. Yeah. It'll be very exciting. The night of the draft. It will. After that, it might be even more exciting, but not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, week two, you might hate yourself, especially if one of your big plays goes down. But you never know. You might really – you could walk in, bully us, and then bully us the whole season, winning high points every week. If a, if a team in redraft was able to look like your dynasty team, they would oh. be able to bully us. Yeah. Christian definitely. McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook. All right, uh, the next one I'll call like the standard. It's what we're pretty much used to. You spend roughly 200, maybe to 205, get a decent team, maybe spend a little bit extra, get a couple good players, decent waiver ability, and you have some good keeper value. It's, you know, very average. I would say that's what most teams have done the last few years. And uh, yeah, it's a smart move because then you really have the options of keepers um, that you can keep at good value. You know, I said, I love dollar keepers, but you know, some of those eight, $10 keepers are the best ones. I mean, I think you had CMC at 30 bucks or 40 bucks or whatever for years. Yeah. $27. That was huge. Cause that's, yeah, exactly. He's so, not a dollar, but he's half price. Right. So it's really, there's a reason most people go with this strategy. It, it works. It's tried and true. And you might not want a hundred dollars for the waivers for the year. You could probably get by with closer to 50 or maybe less if you, you know how, depending on how you feel your depth wise. So, or there's yeah. the conservative approach where you walk in, you spend less than your 200, you get all that waiver money. You probably scoop up a ton of young, cheap players that could really put you in a position for next year, some great keepers, but most likely you're not going to have a top tier RB, let's say, or a top tier wide receiver. You might have a very solid team, but not necessarily a weekly high point threat every week. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's a different sort of strategy. It's really interesting because you're really relying on waivers to build your team the whole year, because basically waivers is all yours. If you have double the amount of waiver dollars that everyone else does, you, you get the pick of the litter, you're spending, you know, five bucks when everybody else is spending one and it doesn't make a difference to you. So it, you may start off a little slow, but you could really gain steam down the stretch. It, it'd be interesting. Yeah. And now our league does have minimal bench. So there is more players on waivers, but obviously waivers is not going to look like the choppy block does. You're not going to no. pick up players every single week. 
you could stream a quarterback pretty easily though. If you have the most waiver money, you can get your pick of the letter every time like that. So something to consider any other uh, draft strategies that you've contemplated. Oh, geez. Which ones haven't I contemplated? Uh, There's always the zero RB strategy um, with uh, running backs almost going exclusively in the first round this year in all snake drafts. Um, It might not be a bad way to go. I mean, there's going to be a lot of wide receivers out there that are much cheaper than in our auction than those basically first round running backs. Yeah, I can't see any of the first round running backs going for less than 50 bucks this year. And I'm yeah. like, even the Nick Chubbs and Aaron Jones, those guys are going to be 50 bucks easy. You know, you might wait on a running back and steal uh, Chase Edmonds for $15, $20. And you only need to start one running back in this league. And if you're mm-hmm. starting Edmonds with Hill and Adams and, you know, Mike Evans, then, then your team might be uh, in pretty good shape without a running back. So definitely something to consider there. All right, looking ahead to next year. Now, none of these are necessarily going to happen, but I just want to put it into existence so you guys can think about it and we'll discuss it. Since we have three divisions, since the salary is now 300, do we increase to three keepers? Oh. It's a league of threes. It's a lot of keepers. It's a lot of keepers. So Some guys have trouble getting two, well, even one good one. Very true. I don't know about three. Or... Do we just really make Christmas Day that much more exciting every year? We get rid of keepers altogether. And then you really have an auction draft every year where every player is available. Hmm. All right. See, these are things we, we would have to establish before the season oh, yeah. for next year because obviously draft strategies will change. And in the last one, and so I mentioned briefly at the beginning, was do we go to a super flex? It's a passing league. 12 teams i mean there's definitely 24 good quarterbacks in the league it would change the draft dramatically yeah and especially i don't think a lot of the guys in uh well any of the leagues were in really run a lot of super flex um so it'd be something new for a lot of people yeah and now you have quarterbacks who you would spend 15 dollars on going for 45 bucks Mm -hmm. Like Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be the number one player if you're in a super flex. Yeah, has to be. Exactly. So, again, nothing we're going to do. It'll be discussed. We'll talk about it before we get started because, again, it's going to change the course uh, of the league. So we want to make sure if we do put anything like that in place, you get at least a year to prepare yourself. You know, we're not to surprise anybody and screw anyone over. All right, so that's pretty much the draft. Again, this Saturday, 4 o'clock, come on over and eat. Uh, We'll get started after that. And then again, hang out afterwards. I'm looking forward to uh, having a few pops with everybody. Maybe we'll get some cards going or some beer pong. It should be a good time. Uh, If you're interested, the chopping block, it's going to happen. We're going to get 18 people. I only got about four spots left. Entry fee was cut in half. It's only $25 now. It's the most exciting time you will ever have on waivers. I mean, last year alone, there was a stretch of three weeks where whoever picked up Josh Allen, QB1, got cut. Like, how do you not pick up Josh Allen, but then you get cut? I mean, I was one of the three, so yeah. it sucked, but it's, yeah, it's, it, it's fun. It, it's a crazy league, guys. You, you got to get in and try it at least once. We're doing the draft online Sunday night, 8 o'clock on Yahoo, so you can do it from home on your phone or on your computer, from the couch, not a big deal. 
Uh, we're going to get to 18. It's going to be a great time. So hit me up if you want to get in that before it's too late. In other news, football, real football, not preseason. Game, games that count start this weekend. Oh, my God. The Big Ten kicks us off at 1 o'clock. We have Nebraska at Illinois. Nah. You got UConn against Fresno at 2. Nah. Hawaii against UCLA at 3.30. All right. All right. UTEP versus New Mexico State at oh, 9.30. That classic matchup. <laughs> and then finally at 10 o'clock, Utah, I'm sorry, Southern Utah versus oh. San Jose State. Oh, we'll see. I thought it was going to be a route, but then you added the Southern and it just changed the complexity altogether. Now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the week, the call your shot, something we predict is going to happen in the next week. Uh, we can't really look back at last year, so we'll just look ahead of the future. And I'm going to go first. I'm predicting even with all this quarterback talk, no one will take three QBs at the draft this year. Oh, all right. So that means a couple of players might have to stay a little sober before the draft and not get uh, taken advantage of. We've had some <laughs> exciting moments that have worked for and against teams. That's a big ask for some of these guys. <laughs> yeah. If the, the biggest one two years ago, when Steve nominated Lamar Jackson, I made the claim to everybody that was his third quarterback and no one bid on him. He's still holding on to Lamar Jackson. He's led him to back-to-back third places. So yeah, maybe he knows more. Maybe I should take three quarterbacks. That's right. Maybe we need to start paying attention to Steve. I still can't figure out how he does it every year. Back-to-back third place. I know there. Well, my prediction this year is that at the draft, somebody will spend over $280. I'm not going to go all the way to 300, but 280 plus. I think someone spends the max. Oh, that's tough without any waiver dollars, though. Uh, there's teams who have not won in a while. Uh, ever, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, our champion this year, we have, do have a new champion, Kyle. I'm sure he'll be a very gracious and uh, respectful champion. But the previous asshole for three years, yeah. I mean, he was just a big bully. So yeah. people... It, it took a pandemic to shut him up. I, I heard it's still not working, though. <laughs> I might have contacted my lawyer to see if we could look into putting an asterisk next to uh, last year's champ, but uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the first edition of the Fantasy Giant podcast. Uh, thank you to Greg for coming on. Good luck to you this weekend, and we will see everybody at the draft. Come on over. We'll get, eat by 4 o'clock, and then we'll get drafted after that, and it should be a good time. Good luck. Christmas Day, folks. Woo!